Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 29 of the Message Board Geniuses Podcast. This is Who's. I've got Casey join MBG again this week. I'm going to start off this week with a little realignment talk. There's some discussion early in the week about the ACC Magnificent Seven possibly being in discussions to leave the ACC and land in another conference. I think it was what Clemson, FSU, UNC, NC State, Miami, Virginia Tech and UVA, and then I saw a subsequent post where Louisville got thrown in there. I guess the magnificent eight. Casey, who knows how this thing's going to shake out, but what's your best guess or what's your hope for Clemson? My hope for Clemson is that just have something happen. I don't care where they go. I'm so tired of this realignment talk, especially <laughs> when it comes to the ACC. I know this is probably not the answer that people want to hear from like a diehard Clemson alum, but like figure it out the grant of rights is terrible and it's the most boring thing in the world which is like why on purpose i've been not even reading about it because it, it just poop or get off the pot is what i'm saying like all this talk it's it's talking season they're in meetings they're yelling at the media they can't talk to the media like uh, I don't know. Where do we want to end up? Mountain West. I want to go to the Mountain West and put so <laughs> me and MBG can, uh, can house sit each other while we're watching. Each other play. Awesome. Yeah, I don't care where they end up. You know, of course, they're talking SEC. I, I think it's either SEC or Big 12 for Clemson. I, I don't think the Big 10 is an option. I mean, you guys are in a good spot. It's interesting. You know, South Carolina fans, I've seen a bunch of them say they don't want you in the SEC, which. I don't know. I don't really get why. Um, you're going to play them every year, no matter what. They're scared. Um, yeah, I mean, well, not to get boring, but if like financially, it doesn't move the needle for the SEC. It, it does. Like, they already I mean, have it's the market. It's not a new footprint. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not. They already have it. So, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't care where they go. I just want it to be over. Like I'm tired of the real. <laughs> I know it's fun. It's cool to talk about. It's funny, but like, just figure it out. I just want to I'm thank Casey for the hot take grump. of, I don't know. That's uh, <laughs> that's what we're here for. <laughs> Quote me. <laughs> really, really taking a stand here. All right. Uh, so, Joy, what, what's your best case scenario for the SEC when this whole thing shakes out? I know what my best case scenario is not, and it's absolutely not Virginia Tech in North Carolina coming to the SEC. <laughs> that I can promise you. Say um, more about I Virginia really Tech. To, it's my best case scenario. <laughs> You know, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't really know anything about them because they're really not relevant in my realm of reality, nor to many people's. So I can't say much about them because in my world, they're just like non-existent. I, my best case scenario would be like kicking. I would like to kick some people out of the SEC. I would gladly welcome Clemson in. Um, but my best case scenario is like A&M and Missouri. And I would even say like kentucky and honestly let's boot south carolina too i'll trade south carolina for clemson like let's boot them out and then you know clemson can come in i just want some 
some fresh blood and no cults involved is really my, my best case scenario. That will never happen. I'm aware of this before someone tries to be like, wow, she's dumb and doesn't know what she's talking about. I understand <laughs> that what I'm asking is not actually in the realm of reality, but it's my best personal case scenario. I'd love to kick South Carolina's poverty program behind out of our beloved Southeastern Conference. So Joy going to the 10-team te- ten conference model, which is... <laughs> She's also endearing herself to your college roommates right there with the Virginia Tech slander. So you Yeah, know. no, literally I don't want Virginia Tech. They would literally offer nothing. That some of the some of the schools and the programs I'm just like, what do you have to bring? Like you don't even have a solid football program. Forget the money. Like your program wouldn't even be slightly competitive. At least they, I feel like Clemson would come in there and compete. Virginia Tech would come in there and get dog walked every week like Georgia dog walked TCU, but anyways. So much heat. Welcome to the Joy Show. Like I did last week. Missouri always is getting the short end of the stick here, man. That's my that's my SEC school. I decided so. They're a short end program, so. I have their fans, man. I love them. All right, MBG. How's this gonna How's this gonna impact Utah State? Do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Just like it, Wake Forest. Like all Utah State can hope for is that there's a chair left for them to sit in um, at the end. I mean, worst worst case scenario is that four or five teams get picked off from the Mountain West, and then you know they're stuck trying to pull teams from the WAC or or, or something like that. So, as a Utah State fan, I've lived through the Big West playing against teams that didn't have football, don't have football programs anymore, like. Cal State Fullerton, Long Beach, going independent to actually being in the Sun Belt for a period of time, to the WAC, to the Mountain West. I'm like Casey. They just need one place to stay and stay there and to remain. But we're probably at the bottom of the barrel in terms of the picking diversity. You think the Mountain West is going to fold? No, I don't think the Mountain West is going to fold. But I don't know what's going to be left of it. We may be stuck with New Mexico State pulling up some FCS schools like North Dakota State or something like that, which would not be desirable. But what can you do at this point? You're the low man on the totem pole. You just take what comes to you. God, this is the answers have gotten sad. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't expect the sad answers, right? Tonight? I, Listen, man, I was I was just pleasantly surprised that we were in the magnificent seven. Am I, that might be a little bit of a misnomer. I don't know if magnificent would be the right word, but <laughs> why, why it at least, come up with that? Yeah. It at least let me know that I mean our A D is being proactive about this. I, and for us, I think there's really there's two options. I think either the ACC stays intact or we go Big Ten. I don't I don't think the SEC I don't think we move the needle for them. I don't think we'd have any desire to go to the Big Twelve. I mean the academic fit there just to for, you know, we're a lot of academic snobs in the ACC. So I think the Big Ten is the other option for us. And it would be good for us that, you know, they've got good basketball. They've got good baseball. They have lacks, which is, you know, big for us. And, you know, we get boat raced in football, but that's already kind of happening anyway. So not, you know, that wouldn't be that much of a change. I think for me, the big thing would be, I hope we stay with UNC. I don't, I don't know that. Virginia Tech and UVA end up in the same conference, but we'll end up, you know, playing them every year anyway. But we've, you know, we've been playing UNC in football 
for like a hundred years or so. So I'd hate to see that get broken up. And I think UNC is a decent fit for the for the Big Ten as well. So, but I also think UNC, frankly, would be. I mean, I think the SEC is going to have interest in them. So, who the hell no. knows at this point? <laughs> no. We do have the commissioner. Not. We have right. the commissioner of the SEC here on. That's with right. Us. And and now, of course, you know, the the, uh, the ACC ads are trying to walk this thing back and act like you know everyone's on the same page. We're all staying together, and it's. I mean, there are already cracks in that story coming out. So who the hell knows what's going on? But definitely, uh, it's going to be something fun to watch going forward. All right. So next up, we're going to do another mailbag this week. And I, I mean, we get really good questions every week and I feel bad that we keep going back to fast Chad, but he is just, he asks the hard hitting journalistic questions that we like to answer here. Uh, so I'm still waiting on him to ask me to marry him, but anyways, yeah, well, that might be a little bit more than a mailbag question. So, although we can, of hard hitting questions. Yeah, whether we think it's a good idea or not, we can do that a roundtable on that. <laughs> so his his question this week is: If there is a special season of the show alone with just the members of the MBG podcast, who would be the first to tap out, and who would stay the longest? Your listeners need to know who they can lean on in a survival situation, just in case the need arises. So for those who don't know, Alone is a show where people try to survive in the wilderness for as long as possible using, I think, limited survival equipment, basically. So Casey, we can start with you. How do you think you do on an MBG special episode of Alone? Well, I, as you guys know, I make it known. I'm, I'm, I live in the South, but I grew up in New Jersey and not really, not really the outdoorsy type, but you'd be surprised there is a lot of a lot of greenery in and around where I grew up, but I still didn't do a lot of camping. Was not a Boy Scout. Didn't really like to. Be, I do camp now, but like you know, one night or so, and usually by like water, so that I can go swimming. Um, that's long winded. I'm just really just just saying that I'm not going to win this thing, and I'm kind of pissed off about it. And stereotypically, I think I'd pick MBG to win because Utah. I mean, Utah's nothing but trees, right? I, I'm surprised there's even houses in Utah. I just want to point out that your your strength is you grew up around some greenery. Is that, is that what you're <laughs> Yeah, it was, better, it was better than the concrete jungle, you know, eight miles from New York City. So I mean, that, That's a solid resume for the show right there. <laughs> there was a tree or two, you know? The Garden State, Poos, the Garden State. You should definitely go on the show. <laughs> All right, Joy, I, I don't know if you can uh, beat Casey's resume, but how do you think you do on the show? I'm coming in dead last because <laughs> y'all ain't even getting me out in the wilderness. Like, I'm not going out there. Uh, the producer, I would look at the producer and laugh in his face. Absolutely not. I'm just not doing it. I'm a diva. I'll be a diva. I'll be a high-maintenance material girl as long as I live. I'm not doing it. What about if there were corn dogs? In the wilderness. <laughs> then I'm then I'm really not doing it. <laughs> they grow, don't they grow? <laughs> you can forage for corn dogs, right? All right, so uh MBG, we yeah, have I'm some stiff competition here so far. I will say I did grow up camping, fishing, hunting. You know, I could pitch a tent, I could make a fire, I could cook a nice hobo dinner, all that stuff. But I will tell you, I hate it with a passion. And right now I'm about as much of a city boy as you could get. 
you couldn't pay me to go camping. So I guess I would have the experience, but I would not have the desire uh, to survive in the wilderness. I'd probably just curl up and wither. <laughs> and here I was thinking you were going to win something on this show, you know? <laughs> all right, so I, uh... I need a shower, a TV, and a bed. I need all those things. So I, I did a strengths and weaknesses breakdown for myself here. My uh, my strengths are. I wish I, I was sleep, surprised. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I can sleep anywhere, literally anywhere, anytime. I got plenty of fat stored up, so I mean I don't even have to forage for food for maybe like a week or two. So I'm good there. And I live in the murder capital of the U.S., so the woods can't be much scarier than this, right? Like I got a few things going for me. So the cons are. I don't know how to do anything. I'm a lawyer. I've I, unless you know sarcasm and dick jokes or survival skills. I'm not getting very far <laughs> in the show. The only thing that I would have going for me is I am super competitive. So I could see me wanting to win so badly that I would just torture myself. And you three sound super lame. So I'd have to stop <laughs> if I made it to like day three. I might actually win. So that. Actually, well, I'll be honest. I'm feeling much better about my chances than I was when I, before the show started. How long? How long's the season? I mean, if it's three episodes, I, you know, it's whoever I'll, goes I'll the longest. You. Yeah, it's whoever goes the longest. So, I mean, Joy's so out before uh, I mean, one. Exactly. So, correct. you know, whichever one of us three can make it the longest. But my question <sighs> comes back to why would I do that? Oh, it, you make money. Yeah, for oh, money. I'm good, I'm good yeah. man. I'm good. Oh, then I'm, I'm a winning. huge Survivor fan. I still now, couldn't I, do it. Though. I do watch, I used to watch the show Naked and Afraid. Have you guys ever watched that? Oh, yeah. That takes it to a little different level. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I can't because understand why anybody would do that. I, I don't know how much those shows pay, but I'm not sure it would be enough for me. There's not enough commas in that check, I don't think, for me. <laughs> I'm telling. I'm feeling so much better about my chances than I was before. Ooh, you so, probably win. So you I, win. I think we. I think we should do this now. <laughs> you and Fast Chad. Are good. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Fast Chad's backpack would have nothing but like bourbon and gummies. <laughs> one backpack or one sleeping bag between the two of you. Let's figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this what, is college, what college football coach could go on alone and last the longest? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, there's only one answer to this question. That's Bronco Mendenhall. Although he's not really a coach anymore, but that guy probably would do that just for fun. Yeah, that's that's a good point, actually. That dude was a weirdo. I feel like I feel like Ed Orgeron could last a little while. There's I no chicks like Kirk... in the What are you talking about? There's no what? <laughs> it's gonna go wandering back into the city on day two <laughs> for the coeds. Mark Mangino would win because he would just eat the other contestant. <laughs> that joke is never going to get old. He ate his parents last week. Comedy in threes. That's two times. So you need one more. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to our weekly segment, Genius of the Week. As always, each of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, conference, mascot, somebody who did something particularly dumb in the last week. We'll put it to a Twitter vote and see who wins. Last week, Casey's nominee of Bob Huggins got 69% of the vote. Wow, that's surprising. I just stopped oh, retweeting that because it got so far out of hand. I just kind of buried it because it was I, 
pretty much. I was just waiting for someone thing. to say nice after I said that, but you all disappointed me greatly. I just want to point that out. Well, <laughs> tell me something new. Who's I stay disappointing <laughs> you greatly. Brad Bohannon was second with 15%. This is definitely the biggest blowout we've had so far. I think, I think the other two nominees got 17% between them. So Casey now has five wins. He's leading the pack. Joy and I have four wins apiece. MBG is still plugging away. He's now in third place, I guess, if uh, Joy and I are tied for second. So he dropped a spot this week. Technically, um, he's fourth. Yeah. So, Casey, who are you going with this week? You know how Joy always accuses us of changing the rules or, or adding non-existent rules. That no, not I'm, you, Casey. Not you. Well, I, I'm going to do it. To, I'm, I'm doing it this week. I'm doing it this week. I'm changing the rules okay, a little well, bit for my genius of the week. Traitor. My, Here we go. My genius, <laughs> my genius of the week is actually Dabo Sweeney. And I think it's going to get votes just because we're going to put Dabo Sweeney for the people that don't listen. But David Hale <laughs> put a tweet out uh, earlier in the week, actually earlier this morning. And he says, there's a lot of news coming out of the ACC meetings this week, but don't want to overlook the biggest takeaway. Dabo Sweeney isn't here because he's on a safari in Africa and was texting pictures of elephants and lions to Tony Elliott while Tony was sitting <laughs> in a hotel meeting room for nine hours yesterday. I just, I just think that's brilliant because he, not that he doesn't care, but dudes on safari, man. Dabo Sweeney's my genius of the week. If that's, I said this in one of our chats on Twitter. If that's not a metaphor for the Clemson and UVA football programs, right there, where Dabo's on safari, just kicking it, and my poor guy's <laughs> slogging through a nine-hour meeting <laughs> while getting pictures from Dabo. <laughs> It's just yeah. there's there's something wrong with that picture. All right, Joy, who are you going with this week? So I'm using someone that I've used before, and my genius of the week is Stetson Bennett. Is that against because the rules? Not, no. <laughs> I'm making up a rule now. If it, if it is against the rules, I'm vetoing the rule. I'm making up my own rule now. So it's come out as of recently that Stetson Bennett was in college for seven years, and there is now absolutely zero evidence that he ever – graduated college he literally played all season last year with just the regular sec patch not the sec graduate patch when georgia athletics announced everyone that was graduating this year stetson bennett was not on the list so for someone as old as he is and for as many years as he was hanging out on a college campus he has a national championship ring to prove it but not a degree and for that he is my genius of the week that is actual genius, though. Who wouldn't stay on a college campus for seven years if they could? <laughs> right. That's fine. Stay as long as you want, but get a degree. Another another Tommy Boy reference there, Casey, right? Seven. A lot of people go to college for seven years. Yeah, they're called doctors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he should have a PhD by now, but oh boy, don't even have an undergraduate. Like it's ridiculous. He don't even have an associate. He's not there to play school, Joy. Come on, he's there to win natties. I know, but at a school, especially, it's just an added like little nugget that a school like Georgia that prides itself on academics, quarterback drafts all these years and graduate. Do you think Stetson Bennett's life is going to be negatively impacted because he doesn't have a degree? No, I just think it's idiotic to spend that much time on a college campus and not have a degree to show for it. I agree. Sorry. Thanks, Casey. MBG is trying to neg all of our nominees just to try and garner some votes. Look, MBG, I know that you're bitter because you ain't won. 
but you really got to get over it. You're, I know you're mad. Y'all aren't, you, you're not winning. Your team's not even going to be in a conference next year. It's going to be okay. I understand, but you don't have to hate on all of us. He's probably got the best one, and we'll see if he wins this week. Yeah, so MBG, I know you've got a good one lined up this week. Well, I think my my genius of the week is going to be a Texas Ag or Texas A and M fan uh, who posts under the name Ralph seventy nine at Texas Ags. So there was this tweet that was posted on the Texas A and M board. It was a tweet from a guy named Sean Llewellyn, who I think lives in Iowa. And he sent, he tweeted out a picture of a, a big kid mowing the grass. And his tweet said, I made a sweet NIL deal with this Hawkeye football player. He mows my lawn and then he gets to eat and sleep in his room. Go Hawks. And so this tweet was posted on the Texas A&M board under the title NIL done right. And old Ralph 79, he mm-hmm. takes a look at this and he says this. That guy probably, that guy meaning the guy who tweeted it, that guy probably lets the football player bang his wife while he watches too. Weird tweet. Well, it seemed to be fairly obvious from the tweet that the kid, that the guy who tweeted that took a picture of his son who plays football for Iowa mowing their lawn at the house. It couldn't have been more obvious. Yeah. Because he says he gets to eat and sleep in his room. Winky face. Go Hawks. But apparently that <laughs> slipped by old Ralph. And Ralph thought this guy was just some huge jock sniffer. Um, <laughs> letting this Hawkeye uh, football player mow his lawn. So, Who made a weird Ralph? <laughs> <laughs> and he calls it a weird tweet. Exactly. Right. So for obvious reasons, old Ralph 79 was my genius of the week. So that deserves to win, but unfortunately. <laughs> it's not going to. And if there's the anything that, A&M fans can do, it's make something weird that shouldn't be. The people that vote don't listen first. If they <laughs> listen first, we get We get a lot more votes than we have listened usually. So, all right. So I'm going with John Morant this week. I call this one, I think, like Saturday or Sunday, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. You did. You did call um, next very early so, on. So Ja pretty much has it all, right? He's got like a five-year, $200 million contract. He's got a big contract with Nike. He's one of the most dynamic, charismatic guys in the NBA. All he has to do is not wave guns around on IG Live, and he can't stop doing it. And frankly, his dumbass friends need to stop filming him or videoing him waving guns around. They're not doing him any favors. And so he gets suspended, and then he issues, I don't know if you guys saw this, he issues his second apology in a couple of months, and now people are saying that his apology was generated by chat GPT. I don't know if you all saw that. <laughs> I did. Like, this dude, he just can't win. So I like him. I hope he That's gets not confirmed. That's not right. confirmed. Right. But that, yeah, I mean, it was just a, a little uh, icy on the cake there. So unfortunately, I hope he gets it straightened out. But Ja is my genius of the week. He doesn't even have to stop waving guns around. He just has to stop doing it on film. That's right? what I mean. Just get off IG Live. Like, delete the app like from your phone. You know what I mean? It's not that hard. Because his friend who was uh, filming it, I think, the guy who's, like, driving the car. So, yeah. I mean, he's just an idiot. But, all right. So, before we start on this week's message board posts, we want to give a quick shout-out to CFB Home, sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. 
Also, we're doing a little cross-promotion with the Sickos Committee podcast, which I just subscribed to. I listened to their most recent show, which dropped uh, yesterday, I think. And they uh, talked about a number of issues, including the 1929 Tulane Green Wave football team, whether you should claim national titles, the Sickos think you should, the XFL championship game, Gators as members of the family, the Blonde Blizzard Eurovision, Icelandic award-winning anti-capitalist techno performance, BDSM band, Atari, and more. It's really good stuff. All the That hosts, was my favorite part, man. Yeah, I mean, they're all funny, super personable, and they just get into crazy stuff that I would not even cross my mind to talk about. It's really fun, so give them a listen. Yeah, absolutely. And the average, your attention to. It's funny. The average IQ on that show is probably double the average IQ on this show <laughs> after listening to them. I don't think that's probably. Literally. Probably. <laughs> no, but we love those guys over there and gals, so give them a listen, definitely. All right, so that brings us to the post for this week. MBG, I know you've been working hard, dug up some good stuff for us. What do you got? Well, we we talked one episode about different message board guys. And I think at some point we mentioned the conspiracy theory guy. We had mentioned some examples of conspiracy theory guy. Well, I found a thread on the 11 warriors site, Ohio, which is an Ohio state site. And I think I forwarded it to you. And this is a thread full of Ohio state fans, greatest conspiracy theories. And it begged the question for me is why is it why does it seem like ohio state fans are more prone to believe conspiracy theories than other fan bases seems like anytime we get one it comes from ohio state um did you guys read through this thread by chance oh, yeah. sure. so there were some doozies in there so i'm just going to share a couple of my favorites and if you guys have a different favorite let me know the first one was about the 2007 national championship game against florida uh, this guy d stacify says troy smith was approached by loan sharks and offered a hefty amount of money to purposely throw the 2007 national championship game against florida and once his teammates found out about it this it divided the locker room and led to the line refusing to block for him in the game not 100% confident in that being true, but Troy, as we know, had a history of using not the best judgment at Ohio State. So unfortunately, would not have put it past him to make a poor decision like that at the time. So I'm not sure if this is a full-fledged conspiracy theory or just some sort of coping mechanism here. Did anybody I, I ever hear that. Of that conspiracy theory before? I definitely did not, no. No, but I love that. Like. It goes into no. this rather intricate details about Troy Smith, and then he's like, well, I'm not 100% certain it's true. But you could believe it if it were. Do I That's not know a, what a loan shark is? I thought a loan shark was like somebody who gives you like a high-interest loan, right? <laughs> That's Are what they, I thought, too. But apparently right, I mean, they're, also into, yeah. they also <laughs> fix college football games, apparently. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I thought that was a different occupation. But I maybe... May, Maybe they gave him a loan for a tattoo or something. Right. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I've heard the phrase but for like underground, like secret, like gamblings and things like that, like betting on things. So it would make sense that for loan shark, it would go way? back to fixing a game. Yeah. Casey, you're from New Jersey. You should be, this should be right up your alley, right? 
I'd tell you, but I'd have to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there was another one. There's another one on there that was funny. Um, The next one was a guy named Flying Banana. He says, Jim Delaney had an agreement with Barry Alvarez and Gary Anderson for Wisconsin to absolutely tank in the 2014 Big Ten championship game that catapulted Ohio State into the first college playoff over TCU and Baylor. So this one is actually a conspiracy theory in Ohio State's favor that Big Ten commissioner apparently had an agreement that Wisconsin was just going to lose on purpose. Yeah, Flying Banana is not an Ohio State fan. I'm going to go out on a limb and say because I've never seen an Ohio State fan suggest that people were out to help Ohio State before, right? It, it's all it's always they lost because of something, you know, the refs cheating, whatever it is. I've I literally have never seen it go in this direction before. So I think Flying Banana is a plant on <laughs> the Eleven Warriors board. Gary Anderson up and just left Wisconsin for Oregon State right after that. Maybe, maybe there's so some to it. There's a chance. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just looking for something. I've never heard that conspiracy theory either. No, I haven't heard any of these actually. It makes so much sense that it's Ohio State fan, though. It just does. I don't know. Why. It really does. the The other one I picked out was one that several of them um, seem to allude to, and that was that Michigan recent successes due to sign stealing one guy says this is 100 percent true based on zero facts i have but their recent success alone <laughs> that was the best part of that post by far it's 100 percent true but i have zero facts to back it up <laughs> well someone tries to help him out because he says look the silver sniper comes in and says one point of evidence is how their magical resurgence coincided with becoming a quote second half team this is due to how they process the sign stealing and implement in the second half so apparently their second half prowess uh, is evidence of sign stealing you know what else it could be Uh, and i I know i'm going out on a limb here (laughs) it could be that their coach is not making the same halftime adjustments that the other coach is so it's a what? little weird right there i mean they're all down on ryan day and frankly one of the criticisms i've seen of him is not making adjustments during the game right but they're going to put that to the side when it comes to michigan and say that now it's definitely there's some chicanery going on with the sign stealing well that's what they think i mean whatever makes them feel better about losing twice to michigan here i guess there may be three times here coming up you know well I know we talk about that every week, but man, I can't wait for that game. It's going to be so much fun. We should just have a countdown clock <laughs> to that kickoff of that game. That could be uh, burner number three for me, you know? <laughs> All right. So we talked a little bit about that 2007 national championship game where they lost to Florida. And we know who the coach for Florida was back then, right? Herb. I believe that was Herb. Yeah, it was Herb. So there's been a little bit of talk as of late about Herb. Um, He's not coaching, but there was an article uh, written by a Matt Hayes from Saturday Down South that kind of threw out the idea that maybe Herb was looking to take over at Texas when Sark fails. Um, 
And so that brought up all the herb conversation again. So anytime anybody um, is on the hot seat, herb's name is still going to get mentioned. I'm not sure how much longer we're going to hear about herb, but there was a poster on the Florida board that said, if urban is thinking about coming back, I hope we make a massive secret offer to get him back. He is still one of the greatest coaches in the game. Urban with a massive support staff and tons of resources would make college football really fun, really quickly for us. It will never happen, but it should. So should Florida make a massive offer to bring Herb back? <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought the article was interesting, right? Because they were talking about Herb. Didn't you say that Texas has the best roster in college football? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it. He's like he's like a shark that smells blood. I mean, Sark is what thirteen and twelve at Texas. They go to the SEC next year, right? I mean, they right. He needs to have a big year this year. I I would not put it past Herb to be planting the seed that he wants to get back in, and you know that's a potential landing spot. But yeah, it sounds like Florida wants to get in a bidding war here. So not I'm to confused. Be. I th- I thought Napier was the guy. I think that's what all Florida fans have been telling me for years. So I'm confused. Why do you need Herb if Napier's as good as y'all have been saying he is? That's a good point. So I I read this line here where it says he'd make college football really fun really quickly. And I don't know if this analogy totally fits, but I was thinking that hiring Herb is like having a bunch of one night stands. Like it's going to be really fun for a while, maybe, but you're going to get chlamydia at some point. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just the law of averages. Law yeah, of averages. You're going to have a few winning seasons, but like the wheels are going to come off within a few years, right? So, I mean, so I want it to happen because it's going to be fun to watch, but I don't know. You guys think he ends up at Florida or Texas or not to be devil's 58. advocate? Not I mean, he's to be not devil's that advocate old. here, but I, I think Herb is now an analyst. So if he's asked questions, he's going to answer them. So, I mean, yes, Do is his name always going to come up? Sure, absolutely. But maybe in his mind, we don't know, he was just asked a question about the roster and he answered it because he does that Fox, right? So he's got the Big Ten and the Big 12 and the Pac-12 and whatever. So I don't know. That's just me. That's me in a bad mood how I read it today. No, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I don't think, think he... we'll see him back, but we'll hear his name a billion times. Yeah, yeah. he's going to keep coming up. So at one point we did hear his name with Nebraska, right? I think a few months ago we read some posts about Herb going to Nebraska. I think one of the janitors even the janitor. saw him meet, meet with the AD there. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so, but they hired Matt Rule instead. And they got uh, some more bad news this week. Nebraska did when uh, Dylan Raiola committed to Georgia. And Nebraska kind of thought they had a shot at him. His uncle coaches there, and I think his dad used to play at Nebraska. So they thought they had a chance at him. And turns out he broke their hearts. So it was a rough day on the Nebraska boards when he committed to Georgia. One post in particular from the Texas Husker. (laughs) He said this about Nebraska. We are the fat kid with acne and glasses that got to hang out with the head cheerleader because her dad knew our dad. Granted, we are hitting the gym, getting contacts, and using Clearasil, but she is going to prom with the all-star quarterback. Maybe our makeover will be further along by the time her cute little sister finishes developing. 
So that 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 was a good post, right up until that last little <laughs> sentence there. It got creepy, creepy at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm you uncomfortable. You always look at the little sister, though, right? <laughs> I mean, they're only like two years difference, and then by the time you're like forty, you know what the hell's two years? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad I don't have a little sister. <laughs> I mean, like so, the first two sentences were good because I think he's right on. You know, Nebraska, I think, is growing up. It was a great analogy. Cool. Yeah, yeah, man, it just just all goes out the window there. And we all know that guy. We all knew that kid growing up. And if you didn't, it was you. And with I, the little I, sister. I blanked at the beginning. Did you mention the Dylan Riola stuff? I mean, that, is that what yep. prompted this? So the best part about all of that is, I know you guys saw this, the the rumor that got started, you know, that Riola turned down Nebraska because Rule mispronounced his name. And the best part about that, the power of message boards is we know the guy who started that rumor. <laughs> it just kind of took off and infuriated people. And it just, I don't know, the whole thing is just brilliant. Yep. Who knows? It might be true. Maybe Matt, maybe <laughs> Matt did call him by the wrong name. We have no <laughs> facts behind it whatsoever, but I believe it's true. But it's 100% This is 100% true. true based on zero facts. <laughs> That's how we roll here. That's why Watch we have two lawyers on the show. That's right. <laughs> We're safe. All right. Here's another one, quarterback related, also um, with some Texas ties. This comes from a TCU board, and they were discussing Texas on there, which I mentioned earlier. I think Texas is really good this year. And this TCU fan doesn't think Texas is going to be very good this year for one reason in particular. He says, his name is the TX Blitz. He says, I think you guys are underestimating B. John's value at Texas. Sorry, there's some typos here. He single-handedly beat us in Fort Worth in 2021. And then he says, yours, oh, offensive line will be better this season. And so he will not take as much of a pounding. And here's the kicker about Quinn yours. He says, his family has oil and gas ties. So do not underestimate how that affects his mental stability. Texas will not be in the Big 12 championship in 2023, go Frogs. So someone kind of presses him on this line here um, about the oil and gas ties and he explains further. He says, I was at a charity golf event and a very connected South Lake parent. South Lake is where Quinn Ewers is from and where he went to high school. Southlake parents said that yours family has a lot more stress right now because of oil and gas policies. And he thinks that could have a negative impact on the young quarterback. Now his son, who is a year younger, played with Quinn. So take it with a grain of salt. I found it interesting. I thought I would share it for anyone interested. So if you're a betting man, I guess take the under on the win-loss total for Texas. Um, <laughs> because of the oil and gas policies, they're going to be hanging heavy on Quinn's shoulders. Is the implication here that this guy's son was playing with yours and they were discussing the potential impact of changes in oil and gas policies? <laughs> and that's how he found out that he was stressed out about it? Is that 
trying to understand the chain that's of events. That's how it here. feels like, yeah. yeah. That's how that, it feels. I mean, I've been in a couple locker rooms, and I, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard that topic come up before, but I didn't grow up in I've, Texas, so. I think, yeah, the same thing. I've been in, in a lot of charity golf events, and not once did I talk about oil and gas. Not that it doesn't happen in Texas, but again, Jersey, you know, we're talking about taking out the trash, not oil and gas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could see yours like in the huddle, kind of hanging his head. One of his teammates trying to trying to pump him up by trying to minimize the uh, oil and gas issues that we have. Talking about how much he paid for gas on the way to practice. Like, oh, I paid seven bucks a gallon, oh, man. Don't worry about it. it. Yeah, they went down a cent yesterday. Come on, Quinn. Plus, how much Rub did some... he make in nil? I mean, he, even if his parents exactly. aren't Exactly. I'm like, just sign another NIL deal. Yeah, man. He's, he's killing it. He doesn't need his parents' I'm, money. I'm pretty sure he's driving a Ferrari around campus. Yeah, uh, he's doing all right. I mean, Rub some dirt on it, Quinn. You'll be fine. <laughs> even if the dirt is full of oil and gas that your parents are. This isn't quite as exciting as the, the rumors coming from, like, the, you know, the sex parties and stuff like that, but. So I, I love the second and third hand information that fuels all these message board posts, man. Well, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty good for gambling purposes. I mean, you're always looking for kind of that inside track, right? And I mean, this is some info that not everyone's going to have when you're walking up to the sports book. You think they're going to come after us for I mean, kind of giving out inside information? Right. The loan sharks, they're going to come after us. Just... Just pay attention to what's going on in the oil gas industry that week before the game. It might give you a hint. <laughs> With a Quinn's over under touchdown passes for that week. I might have to start tracking that. <laughs> Dr. Djen, you know, get him get him a right. little heads up. All right. This is the last one. We're going back on the creepy on the creepy theme with the Nebraska uh, poster. There were these posts on the Virginia Tech board. Joy Virginia Tech, the newest member of the SEC conference, Virginia Tech. <laughs> having a converse, they were having a conversation. You know, it's graduation season, so a lot of proud parents out there, you know, their kids are graduating, starting uh, their future. And so some fans on the Virginia Tech board were having a conversation about their kids graduating college. There was a poster, Any Hokey. Starts off with a pretty innocent post. He says that he's a proud grad dad. Talks about his his daughter graduating college with a 3.9 GPA. And to that post, a guy named Buds Burner responds, and he says, "He says, congrats. I'm in the same boat. Unfortunately for me, I haven't been able to convince her not to do the OnlyFans route." Whatever, kids will be kids, ha. Huh? <laughs> so to that, a guy named Schmidt So76 replies and he says, Wow, you're taking that well, ha huh, ha. Huh? Which prompts Bud's burner to then respond again. He says, Well, to be honest, as weird as it sounds, it's worth the subscription. <laughs> Joy's face right now is tremendous. <laughs> I mean, I need a I'm not screenshot of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what to do with that, other than 
laugh. I mean, it's tremendous. I mean, Dad got his money's worth, I guess, is what he's saying. Like, it's just a weird... <laughs> hey, she's got loans to pay, you know? Just Well, it, it reminded me of how much technology changes stuff, right? Because there's that Chris Rock bit, what, 10 years ago, where he's, you know, talking about how he's a dad, and your one job as a dad is to keep your daughter off the pole. Now <laughs> Right now, it's just I obviously I'm not going to do, not going to pull a Michael Scott and do the Chris Rock voice, but, um, but now it's totally different. It's just to to keep your daughter off of OnlyFans. But apparently, this guy, he's he's very supportive. So good for him. And that's why they're not uh, joining. The at SEC. least <laughs> we got. I would think weirdos. that that, if nothing else, that is SEC worthy right there. Yeah, that's no, what I, I thought. That yeah, they deserve to be in the SEC that, for that. Y'all are ridiculous. Absolutely, Joy. That is disgusting and disturbing. It is disturbing, but it's funny. Between this po this and the uh, younger sister, I feel. I'm uncomfortable being a female tonight. That's all I have to say. I, I know we've done something right when we get to the part of the show where Joy says she's uncomfortable. That's that's. It, it, yeah, it always happens at least once a show. It's a sweet spot. So all I know is I'm sending this into Greg Sankey as as a resume <laughs> for Virginia Tech and the SEC. Resume builder. Did you Special miss skills. It? Did you miss the notice that the SEC commissioner is on this podcast? Did you miss that notice? How, how are how are you sending it, MBG? Well, certified mail, of course. <laughs> we no longer accept certified mail in the SEC office. So uh, I I brought up strippers a minute ago. I can't remember. I may have told you guys this before, but we got we got our dog like five years ago. Our daughter really wanted to rename her. And we wouldn't let her. Our daughter was seven at the time, I guess. And we wouldn't let her rename her from the name she had at the shelter. Her name's Daisy. Because at the time, my daughter was naming all of her stuffed animals. And she gave all of them stripper names. And <laughs> I, I refused to be outside being like, Sapphire, you know. <laughs> Come back in, Sapphire. Mercedes, get so, over here. Yes, so Daisy, that's how Daisy kept her name. Paradise, paradise, get over this one. You smell there like definitely, peach. There's a diamond, there's a sapphire, there are lots of jewels involved in her stuffed animal collection. You, you smell like peach body lotion. I mean, I don't know what you smell like. It's a spray, isn't it? I mean, it's God. not that I would know, but. Yeah, from what I've been told. From what I understand. Well, I think we, if nothing else, we all have that good example of how to be a good, understanding, and supportive father, regardless of the choices that your daughter makes. I was just surprised you didn't drop the link after. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he may have right now. I didn't. I didn't go back to check. I, um, he may have. We need, we need a special. Uh, can we check that? Because that would be a brilliant follow-up for next week. If he dropped the link in that in that thread, that would be fantastic. If he dropped That's the link, I'm calling Child Protective Services. <laughs> hey, man, she's out of college. He's... I don't care. Or she's putting her way through college. Well, he's he's basically her marketing director. He's saying yeah. it's worth the subscription. So you yeah. know, that is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of. Support, support your children. My dad supports me, and he would never. Well, yeah, Bud no, is a supportive father. 
MBJ, don't you have daughters? I have a daughter, yes, and I am a would supportive you, father. Would you? Would <laughs> Not you, to that extent. Okay, thank I, you. I applaud. I, I applaud Bud for being supportive. If he gave a hashtag girl dad afterwards, that probably would have just taken me over the leg. God, that would be awesome. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. 